Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Whatever the reason, I'm so grateful you're here with me today. My name is Sarah, and I am the creator and host of Sober Gratitudes. I once was an active alcoholic, and after decades of failed attempts to control my drinking, I finally reached out for help. Letting others help me is why I'm here today, living a life I never thought possible. The suffering of my past was the catalyst I needed to find recovery and be receptive to healing. I created this podcast out of the desire to recover out loud and, with the help of my guests, show you how a better life is possible after addiction. Whether you have been here before or you are a first-time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. Together, we can help those in need. You can also reach me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Thank you again for dropping in today, and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Sober Gratitudes is a podcast dedicated to spreading the hope in recovery from addiction. It is an inclusive show that does not promote or represent any recovery program. When my guests and I discuss what keeps us sober, we are referring to our own unique experiences. Our goal is to encourage and give hope to those who are struggling and need support. Sober Gratitudes podcast is proud to come together and partner with Valor Fitness Clothing in our mutual mission to support and encourage the recovering community. Based in Los Angeles and inspired by real recovery, Valor Fitness lives up to its mission. With one item sold, Valor Fitness donates one item to a homeless shelter or transitional rehab facility. Because Valor Fitness Clothing supports Sober Gratitude's mission, everyone can receive a discount when shopping. Use the code GRATITUDE20 at checkout. Also, every guest on my podcast will be graciously given a gift certificate from Valor. We're stronger together when we come together. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. But today I woke up and thought, I, I want to connect with you all and just check in and see how you're all doing. And I started uh, the episode a number of times and it just, I felt it was so forced and so controlled that I thought, well, I guess it, it's not in the cards today to connect with you all. So I took a shower. <laughs> and as some of you know, I get thoughts and ideas that kind of pop into my head while I'm literally like scrubbing shampoo in my hair. <laughs> I don't know it's, if it's like the scrubbing somehow gets a better connection with my higher power. And then I suddenly, like, there's room for, like, an intuitive thought to come in. And 
the word control came into my head. So I thought I would talk about that in particular. That that word is, I don't know if I love that word. I don't know if I really like the word. I just think it, it's a negative word. I don't know. What do you think? I, as I scrubbed away and the word popped into my head, I thought, you know, control, that word control and how I, and, and the action of control in my life has changed dramatically since before COVID. Um, and a lot of the reason for that is because of how I did the 12 steps last July with a group of people on Zoom. And it was right before eight years in my program of recovery. And I had a profound psychic change that I just have not been able to unsee or unfeel since July, since almost a year ago. So in a way, I kind of feel like July is is like my new sober date. Some of you, that might make sense to some of you. For those of you that, um, if, it, that, if that's confusing, uh, I apologize. But I, you know, I'd been sober, like dry, since... August 19th, 2012. That was my last drunk. And from that moment on until July of 2020, like I lived a life of not drinking and going to meetings and doing doing things that I thought I needed to do to stay sober. And I did. I didn't pick up, but you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. And in July, I realized, I found out I, I was seeking something for so many years and I didn't know what I was seeking. And I, and I finally got to a place in July where I realized what I was seeking and what was making me, well, what I was seeking was a, was a connection to my higher power that I did not have before. And um, as a result, this, this kind of connection that I have with my higher power, who I choose to call God, and I really, it's, it's impossible for me not to talk about God on a daily basis since July. And because of this, I have experienced a new kind of sober life, just a new life in general. And one of the biggest things that has changed is my need to control things, my need to control people. And I'm really excited about that that I, most of the time, 
on a daily basis. I do not feel the need to control. I, if I, if I feel like I'm needing to control something, then I'm definitely, I'm stuck in self. Like I'm, I'm kind of relying on my own will. Well, no, I, I'm not kind of, I am definitely relying on my own will. And that's why I couldn't get an episode going this morning before I took my shower. <laughs> I gave up. I just said, well, I guess there's no podcast today, no episode today. I was re really trying to control what was coming out of my mouth and it just didn't sound right. It just sounded forced. It didn't sound authentic to me. So I kept pressing stop recording at around the five minute mark. Now it's seven minutes and 24, five seconds. So perhaps I'm not in a controlling mode anymore. When I drank alcohol, I um, felt like that I was all powerful, you know, that I, you know, gave me confidence. It gave me courage, a kind of courage then that's different than the courage I feel I have now. And eventually, I felt like my life was out of control, even though on the outside it looked relatively normal, but inside I was just a disaster. You know, thing I, and I didn't, for, for a while, I didn't realize that that it was my, it was my drinking that was out of control. I thought everything around me was out of control and everything was a problem around me. And I couldn't, things weren't going my way. Things weren't going the way that I thought, thought they should in certain relationships with my kids, with um, my own life. And it just, it just, you know, it was like a snowball effect. Like the more, I felt this way and lived this way, the bigger this um, out of control feeling became, it grew, it just kept growing. And the more out of control I felt, the more I tried to control it. And it was a tension, just so much tension. And so the my my first huge giving up control was when I surrendered, when I completely surrendered to my disease of alcoholism. I didn't realize I was doing it, but my body felt it. Like my body felt relaxed the morning I woke up and decided that something needed to change that, you know, I was tired of this broken record, this every day waking up hungover and having diarrhea and throwing up and 
you know, eating and then everything going through me and saying that this would be my last day drinking. And then by, by my, by noon, I was like, when am I going to get to drink? And then I was already planning and I had forgotten about how, how awful I felt through the night with the heart palpitations and really afraid, like anxiety attacks. It was just awful. So, you know, there was one morning I woke up and it was, I, a new thought. I didn't, I wasn't showering, <laughs> but I was, I was next to my youngest son who was um, four, three or four at the time. Um, and this new thought popped into my mind, which was Google local recovery meetings. That thought wasn't mine. And as soon as I thought that, I was like, okay. Like that's just like, I just felt, I, I can't forget that feeling. It was, it was a really, it felt good. So I started to chase it. I started to chase that feeling. So I went to a recovery meeting that night and realized that, okay, I am an alcoholic for sure. And I have just met a few of the many that I would end up meeting who feel exactly the same way that I do with regards to the, um, the obsession, the compulsion to drink, the, oh, the utter obsession. And that's when I began to really just kind of let go of control of doing things my way. And I started to do things differently. It was as, you know, I was suggested to do things. Um, and it felt very strange. It felt like I was writing with the wrong hand. It didn't feel right, but I kept hearing that from people who had had significant time in the program or not that much time, but I really liked what I heard them say. And I would witness people looking and feeling great and happy. And I just wanted that. I wanted that so much. And they said, do this. And I thought, okay, if I do this, maybe I'll feel better. And that's, that's exactly what happened. So I just continue to do that every day because when I'm trying to control things, it usually doesn't work out the way I think it should work out. And then I get really frustrated and resentful. And as a recovered alcoholic, I cannot risk getting resentful because I could potentially drink. I could ultimately drink. So I need to 
maintain um, a level of spiritual fitness on a daily basis. And I have, I have routines in my life that help me to stay on that beam. And when I give over my control to my higher power every day, things usually work out. They may not look like I thought they might look, but I accept that things happen the way they're supposed to happen. And the more I do that, the more it just becomes a default for me. And it's, it's really just such a comfortable way of living. It's so much more comfortable to live a life where I'm not trying to control everything. And it, and it works. It, it works for me. I mean, it, try it. Try to perhaps quit. Quit trying to control your drinking. Surrender to the fact that you can't control it if that's where you're at and you think that you might be somebody who has the disease of alcoholism. For me, the disease of alcoholism is that I take one sip and it turns into three bottles and uh, my life's a shit show. So I just learned how to live just for today, giving my will over to this power greater than myself and let, letting things roll the way they're supposed to roll and then responding to them in a very loving way. And um, it just, I can't just, I can just tell it over and over again. It's just so much more comfortable not trying to control everything. How many times have I said that? <laughs> I feel like I could just say the same thing over and over again. And it, to me, it's a, it's a mirror. It's an absolute miracle that one, I'm alive. Two, that I have no obsession to drink. Three, that I'm like really happy that I don't have the desire to drink. And that every morning I wake up thinking about how I cannot think about myself and how I can be useful and helpful 
uh, for people around me, people that I love? How can I insert love into my life and ultimately the world? And it, it just feels better. You know, it feels better to not fight things or be in collision with things or people. Not trying to change people. Not trying to, you know, one-up somebody. Like if, if, like I don't feel the need to... Um, tell my children what I think they need to do every day out of fear. I mean, I mean, I'm not a saint by any means. There are times where I do get afraid. But I have the tools to to get rid of that fear. And it usually involves to um, stop thinking about myself and my own plans and turn to who I could help. It's, it's just so simple. It's just a simple way of living. And I highly recommend it. <laughs> it's calmed me. It's, it's brought peace into my life. I see it in my children. I see it in the relationships that I have. So just for today, see, it, just, I just wanted, you know, let me suggest that you just give up controlling things. Stop, perhaps just let it all go. Let go of trying to control your drinking and the people around you. I guess the question is, do you want to live a life where you are daily in a state of forcing things to happen, controlling things to happen, trying to make things happen the way you think they should be and getting frustrated over every little detail that's not going your way. Think about it. Like when that happens for you, think about like how you feel. Do you get annoyed? Do you get crabby? Do you start calling people and complaining about things? How does that feel? How does it feel when you when you do that? I 
I did that for a long time. I would call somebody in my recovery program and I would, um, this poor woman for, God, for an hour, I would complain about the same thing over and over. I would complain about something that just would never change. Specifically, I complained about a person who I felt owed me an amends. and needed to see my side of things and was not making any effort to do so. And it made me so angry and irritable and discontent. And you know what, I, in July, I let all that shit go. I don't think about that person, except for just right now. Because um, it was like wasting time where I could could have been useful to somebody who really needed help. So I don't know. So what do you, what do you think of control? How is, how is control controlling things? How is it impacting your life? Is it impacting your life in a positive or negative way? Are you feeling happy when you try to control things? Or are you feeling frustrated when you try to control things? If, if you're feeling frustrated in life because things aren't going your way, it's not your life falling apart. It's your plan that's falling apart. I know how hard it is to get sober. And I know how hard it is to try to control it and to wanting so desperately to control your intake, wanting to be a drinker. And really it's impossible to be a drinker because all that happens is um, chaos. So I just want to say I love you and I believe in you. And just for today, let go.